Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros simulcast on stadium. 32.3 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111 on this glorious Monday morning. I got to tell you, Saturday was his down. It was uh, it was a dark, dark time for me. Uh, as uh, it was as down as I've been as a sports fan, I. Um, you know, the, the game, I, the whole losing in game one of the World Series is getting really, really, really old. And I'm like, oh, this is 2019 all over again. I had been telling myself that all week. And then, you know, I'm like, what are you going to do with Justin Verlander? We got this guy. Everybody tells me he's going to win the Cy Young. And, you know, how little I care about awards, how much I hate him. And, and he can't get this t- this team out. Like I still don't know what they're going to do with him. Like schedule, he's scheduled to start Game Five. He, I mean, they really should probably pitch someone else. But you know, Dusty's not going to do that. He's going to stick with the veteran. You can't bench the Cy Young Award winner. But I don't think he can get them out. I still, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's good enough to get them out. So I don't know what they're going to do. So I was just down and I'm you know the Saints are more injuries and the injury report just continues to be awful and and I was just I was just Saturday was a dark day Michelle's still mad at me because I was all mad just you know just down and frustrated and just out of it just totally out of it fatigued from a long week and traveling back and forth and all that and then and to just totally demoralized with the with the Saints and Astros. And then Saturday night, they, you know, they didn't even give you a time to get two down because boom, 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 they got a lead. Now again, everything about Saturday night I don't like this sloppy defense has got to stop. I mean, what what in the world? They they they, they they're a good defensive team. Now they got to stop all this sloppy defense junk. That's got to stop. And I, they still can't hit a lick in my mind. I mean, I, their one swing at a bat of scoring three runs in the first inning, really two because they gave them the third run. They really just scored two runs. And they would if Alex doesn't hit that two-run homer, they don't score again for the rest of the game. They do that all the time. Like, they've got to start scoring runs here and there. This business, I have a score a few runs, and then I don't do anything for the rest of the game. That's exactly what happened. Friday night. I mean, I know Verlander got lit. Again, I, I don't think he can get the Phillies out. I, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with him other than pitch him and just hope that you get four decent innings out of him and get him out of there and that you can s- score a bunch of runs. I mean, I, that's the only way I think you can win when Verlander pitches against them. He he just he's not good enough to get them out. Um so I don't know what they're gonna do with him. But they they came out and hit, and hit right away. Um, it was um, it was good to see them jump on them quickly, 
and Framber Valdez. Anybody who thinks Justin Verlander is better than Framber Valdez, and just you need to, as Big Dave would say, you need to feel your head. I mean, he's it's not close, really. But no, Framber was outstanding, just outstanding. And um, the bullpen did well. You know, they ju- they're gonna have to put on their hitting shoes, and then, and then Sunday, and you know, the only thing that in the back, I, I didn't like the matchup at all with the Raiders. The Raiders have been doing really well. I, I think they were like third or fourth in the league in offense. Saints were thirty-one in defense. Just you know. Playing without two of your top three wide receivers, playing without two of your top three cornerbacks, and and you just, who knows where they are? I mean, they, you know, I didn't like the matchup. Two things though: Darren Waller didn't play. That gave me some hope, and I kept telling myself, trying to tell myself, sometimes, and the Saints don't really do it because they're not a good home team, but sometimes. You just have a game at home where you just play well. I I kept telling myself that. Maybe it's just one of those games where you're at home, the other team's on the road, and you just play well. I I, I was just hoping for that. I mean, I kept telling myself that in the back of my mind. And lo and behold, the, um, the team that I thought this team could be, if they could... Just not let all this silly preseason junk get to them. Let all of the um, injury, excruciating injury report thing happen to them every week, and just play like you're capable. Like, you know, like, and I'd forgotten, almost forgotten, Gus was on the team. I thought the cat was in the witness protection program or something. And, and and Gus even made a play yet. Oh, look, Gus is still on the team. I I thought he was dead just like I thought Jerry Lee Lewis was dead. Until this weekend, someone told me he was actually alive. Um, I, It was just tremendous. Except for one thing, the kicker. What in the world is wrong with Will Lutz? Like, at, you know, towards the end of the game, I'm like, this, the, the Saints should be up 27 nothing right now. Wait a minute, 27 nothing. That sounds familiar. That's what was going through my mind towards the end of the game. 27 nothing. That sounds familiar. 1991, the Saints beat the Raiders 27 to nothing. Unbelievable performance. L- listen to the statistics. I went back and looked at that game. Um, the Saints had 26 first downs to six. The Saints had 475 total yards to 117. The Saints had 40 minutes and 36 seconds of time of possession to 1924. Yesterday, and and a plus one in the turnover ratio. Yesterday, which should have been another 27-0 shutout of the Raiders, except for the idiot kicker. It was the the first downs were a little deceiving. It ended up 22-13, but that's really only because at the end they, they got a bunch of first downs at the end of the game and kind of prevent kind of situation. The uh total yards was 367 to 183, so not as good, but still pretty pretty separated. Four sacks, the exact same amount of sacks, 
Time of possession was much closer. The Saints only had 34-51, but uh, six minutes left. But it was plus one in the turnover ratio. So a lot of similarities between those two games, except for the idiot kicker missed a chip shot field goal with no pressure. Like, you're indoors, there's no wind, no pressure, and you botch it. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do with him. I really, I'm so sick of him. I really wish they could cut him, but you can't cut him because you you, you feel like there's potential there. That guy just wears me out. But but man, look, the um, it was good to get Z twenty eight back in. Alante Taylor, man, he looks good. Alante Taylor though, that cat's a football player. I mean, that cat is a football player. Alante Taylor, I'm he is encouraging. They've just got to get some bodies back. I, I cannot believe how good Wes Chandler is. Chris Olave. I, I just, I can't even believe it. I, I'm astonished at how good he is. Now, he still, he needs to eat some rice and gravy. Because every once in a while, he's so thin that he just can't hold on to the ball. And Wes was pretty thin. Um, but man, man. He is really good. So smooth in the route run. And it's just really, really good. And and then sometimes you play a team like that. Like, what were they running a fake punt for? What were they doing? What was Joshy doing? I appreciated it, but like, you're doing what? I don't know. That was great. It was great to see. Look, I needed it. Except for the except for the the missed field goal. I was, you know, that was close to a perfect performance. Close to perfect, except for the missed field goal. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing this morning? Oh, man. Getting nervous again? Oh, I, I'm Kevin. just so nervous, and yes, it's just anxiety <laughs> overload. Kevin, I know it's glorious, but listen, you got to enjoy it. I know, Kevin. You, you're very simple. You know, people say, you got to enjoy the one. I enjoy, I'll enjoy it when it's over. You know, when it's over, you you revel in the glory of winning. But, man, it's just, it's just, uh, that, the, every pitch, everything, everything, oh. it's too much, man. It's really too much yes. for old people to, to, and then you got to stay up late. It's just rough, man. Okay, Kevin, I got a couple of things. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis is dead. He died the other day. You know, you just said I thought Jerry Lee Lewis was dead. Well, I mean, I thought he was dead. I thought he'd been dead like ten years or something. I, I mean, know, I, I know what you how, mean, how, how did that cat live all them years? That cat. I did too. I mean, yeah, you know, whenever, whenever it came across my phone, you know, my little phone alert from the newspaper, uh, Louisiana legend Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm like, what? Jerry Lee Lewis been dead for ten years. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I said. <laughs> Okay, now Kevin, the biggest phenomenon to me, now you know I can't call the cat's name because I'm, I guess I'm getting seen now. Diamond Port and our other first round pick both played at the same time, which is named 98 Turner. Peyton Turner. Yeah. Kevin, they both played at the same time in the same game and they both played really well. It, it, it's a phenomenon that it's 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 unbelievable, huh? 
I, I was staggered when I saw And then the Gus made a play. That was Gus's first play of the season, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think Gus, that's the first time he got in the game. Like, where has he been all year? <laughs> I can't answer any of those questions. I thought, like, you, just, you know, it's one of those uh, uh, Twilight Zone things. You know, spinning around everything. What, what, what was going on yesterday? The Raiders couldn't play offense, which they've been doing all year. And the Saints play great defense. We I mean, haven't done it at all. Yeah, I mean, look, you don't expect, you don't ever expect an NFL defense to to do what the Saints did to the Raiders oh, no, yesterday. No, no. I mean, never in the NFL. But 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 it, you it you thought they were going to be good defensively, and like, where is that being? Right, right, exactly. You know, the Raiders are good offensively. I mean, that's they have been good offensively, and you know, we the Saints yeah. have been horrendous defensively. Right. So. You surely wasn't expecting that, Kev. But I just was so excited to see ninety-eight and ninety-two. Both no, I agree. But the thing that worries there. me, Manny, can you think of one play that Demario Davis made yesterday? Yo, like, what's going? What's the he has been—he's been doing nothing. Like, I'm like, where? How do you just fall off a cliff? Like, I don't know. I, and he's you know, terrible I need to right now. More closely. And I, I didn't watch very closely yesterday because I watched you kind of in and out of that. My mom's and so you know. I, I'm worried really, about him. He just never makes a play. I, I, I need to watch more closely and see what's going on with him. But anyway, what do you think about the pitching matchup tonight, man? You know. Uh, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in the next segment, but I'm a little concerned about it. Uh, very concerned. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, you uh, know, we you know how good Syndergaard can be is the yes. whole thing. You know, if he, he he's great when. Yeah, he has been great before. Let's just hope it's not tonight. All right, Kevin. I'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. No, it's just, again, you never expect the defense to play that well. I mean, it's the NFL. I mean, they didn't cross midfield until the two-minute warning. And they, they didn't score any points. I mean, you, that's never the expectation in any game, especially an NFL game. But, I mean, the the expectation was to be good defensively. By every, I mean, even people that don't like the Saints and and didn't think the Saints were gonna could possibly make the playoffs, the expectation even for them was to say, well, they're gonna have this, they're gonna be this awful offense, and, and they got this awful quarterback, and 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 they got a new coach who don't know what he's doing. So, but but they got a good defense. Well, no, like if they'd have had a good defense, they would be have like two losses right now. They'd be they'd be three games up in the division. The defense has been miserable all season. And second to last in the league, which is mind-boggling. But yesterday it wasn't. So it was – I don't know how they're going to do it again with Lamar Jackson because, the see, the matchup yesterday was, a, was bad on one hand because the Raiders have been doing good offensively, but it was good on the other hand because Carr's a drop-back quarterback. This defense is set up to stop drop-back quarterbacks. That's what it's set up to do. And I don't know what they're going to do with Lamar Jackson. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll get to that pitching matchup for tonight that Manny was just discussing. I don't know what to think. So much anxiety. Every pitch. All right, we'll be back. Discuss the World Series matchup, Game 3 of the World Series tonight. And, of course, you can hear that game right here on the game, 1037-1041. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 
Lake Charles will be back on the game. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Casper the Quitter. Casper the Quitter. Now, the former New Orleans Saints longtime head coach who quit on the team after a tough season. Also known as Sean Payton. Now back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Want to remind you, if you want to be one of the first people to see the new movie Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, this is what you need to do. Text Panther to 337-283-8100. Text Panther to 283-8100. You might win two free tickets to be on the guest list for a private viewing of Black Panther. At the Celebrity Theaters in Broussard on November the 10th. Again, text PANTHER to 283-8100. This offer is brought to you by Celebrity Theaters, Sherman Insurance, and The Game. All right, two hours of open phone lines. As always, on a Monday, especially after a a Saints game, Cajuns didn't play this weekend because they played Thursday. LSU didn't play this weekend because they're playing Alabama Saturday. But we do have the World Series. Lots of discuss there. And the Saints, lots of discuss there. And, again, the game hotline is 706-0111. If you would like to get in, 706-0111. All right. I think most people thought, Ranger Suarez was going to be the pitcher, but he did pitch a little bit in relief in game one. So they're going with Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard, you know, used to be an elite pitcher and then kind of went through a series of injuries. I think one of the reasons why he's pitching Noah Syndergaard is because he's pitched twice. He Noah Syndergaard used to play for the little MVPs, just like Marsh did. Twice this season, pitching for the little MVPs, Noah Syndergaard played against the Astros. Actually did pretty well. In his first start in April, he pitched five and a third, gave up two hits and no runs. Two walks, one strikeout. Five and a third shutout innings against the Astros. His second start, and I didn't write down a date. I should have. It was probably about, I think it was like in June or July. But his second start against the Astros, he pitched four innings, gave up three hits, three runs because of four walks, or largely due to four walks, and three strikeouts. So he hasn't, in nine and a third innings this year, he gave up five hits against the Astros. He um, walked six, struck out four. Now, again, you could say that was a long time ago. Absolutely. That was, you know, April and whatever the second outing was, sometime in the summertime. You say that was a long time ago. Absolutely. And he hasn't pitched as much of late. So I don't know... 
I don't know what their real expectations are to get out of him. Any, I'm talking about pitches wise or innings wise, but he but he has been pretty effective this year in two outings against the Astros. So I'm sure that's why they're going with him. I would think if they got four innings out of him and he gave up one or two or zero runs, <clears throat> that um, they'd be thrilled with that. Again, they're supposed to not have a good bullpen. Well, the Astros have they've scored as many runs against their bullpen as I have. And I can't hit a lick. I mean, that's why I'm so worried about this matchup. People keep telling me how the, the Astros have this advantage. Well, they're supposed to be a better defensive team. They haven't been so far. They're supposed to have a better bullpen, and the bullpen's been fine, but the, the Phillies bullpen hasn't given up a run yet. I mean, I they got a hit. I mean, I'm, I've been saying it all along. We can talk all this pitching stuff all we want. They're going to have to hit to win this World Series. And getting one or two home runs, that's what I can't get through people's minds. Hitting one or two home runs in a game does not mean you can hit. You can't score three or four runs and then not score for seven innings. That's not going to cut it. They have got to hit the baseball. And... Um, I don't know. Syndergaard, again, he, they haven't done much against him. Small sample size, and, he, and, and and that was months ago. I get all of that, but to, it, I mean, tell you what, their manager, Tommy, he's made some a lot of very interesting decisions, pitching-wise, and they all seem to be working. So we'll see how that plays out. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you finally woke up on a Monday morning and go to work feeling good. How about yourself? Oh, man, it was uh, it was a great performance yesterday. I appreciated it. Yeah, but it, Raiders wasn't that good to be uh, so excited about that win. Uh, Raiders really could have been 6-0 and very easily going into that game. Uh, and probably they're not, they're they're not, should, they like should have been at least 5-1. and one. I mean, they told, they outplayed the Chiefs. They, 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 the Raiders, I didn't like the matchup at all. Other than they don't have a running quarterback. I like that part of it. That part, and then they ran the ball most of the time. They, they didn't throw the ball that much. And what I like is uh, what, what I liked about your team, your defense was your defensive coordinator finally blitzed a lot yesterday. They even said, one of the announcers said, even said that the Saints blitzed more in one game yesterday than they did all season. <clears throat> I, I, um, I don't understand why they weren't blitzing more early. I agree. We've discussed that. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But what it does is it makes the quarterback have to make a quick decision, and a lot of times that doesn't work out well for him. Yeah. So, I mean, with that, enjoy your uh, your victory. And who you have next week? Oh, the Ravens. I don't I mean, they're not playing at a really high level, but they still have the most mobile quarterback of all, and, and the Saints struggle with mobile quarterbacks. So I, I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but hopefully they can get a few picks. Uh, that, that's what they need to happen. Hopefully we can talk next Monday, and you know you're on a good uh, wake up with a good good win again. So we need it, you know, because you've been ha- you've been having some bad Mondays. Yeah, and I, I need to be next Monday be celebrating a World Series championship, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. We'll see. Right, I know I don't think it's going to happen neither. But with that said, the, the uh, Philadelphia is doing real well in football and baseball. So absolutely. I mean, you know, and I, you know what I also seen foot the history of uh, the World Series 
Every team that went in the World Series undefeated never won. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah, I, think I it saw was four it. Teams. I, I think it was four teams did that, and they all lost the World Series. So, yep. you know, I'm kind of scared for that for you. Well, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it turns out good because, um, you know, at, at least they're not 0-2 like in 2019 going to right, on right. the road. So at least they got one win. We'll see what happens. All right. Sir. All right. Sir. Take care. Thank you. Banks' Patriots had a nice win yesterday. Turned around on an official's call, roughing the passer. If that doesn't happen, they down 17-3. And, um, and, and, and the Patriots are in deep trouble at that point. Totally turned the game around. Totally turned the game around. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Foot. Howdy. Hey, how's it going? Ooh, a little better than Saturday. Man, yes, yes. Good. Saints win. Hey, I got one question. How how awesome is that Pete Warner guy? He looked awesome yesterday. Man, he, he has played tremendous all season. I I look and look yes. that that, that when they drafted him, I was like, hmm, I don't know about that pick, other than it's Ohio State and the Saints, so you kind of get it. But, uh, but, yeah. but I, boy, was I wrong. He has been tremendous. I said the same thing. I said, Megan, like, who is this Warner guy? Why they're so high up on him? I see why now. You know, if his, if his, his play is awesome, if the Mario Davis would be playing at the same intensity as him, man, I, I would. the Saints defense would be too scary. I, I don't – I mean, what in the world is going on with the Mario Davis? I mean, I, you know, Luke, Luke said he saw signs last year, but he's not that old. I, no. I, I mean, know. I don't know. He just he's, – he's, he's, he just doesn't have that – Aggressiveness that he's it's normally like, had. I know it's like one game here, he, one game, like one play a game, he do something awesome. Oh, you know something like that's Demario Davis. The rest of the game, you don't even hear his name. You don't right. even like he's not on the field. It's scary. It's really yes, scary. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and the honey badger finally tackled. He made a few tackles. Yes, sir. Yes. No, yes. it was good yesterday. It was good to see. Other than the kicker. I mean, oh, man. I seriously, how does family, an NFL man. kicker miss that kick? I, I just, you're up 17 nothing. It's not like it's the most pressure kick you're ever going to kick. You're indoors. You got, your team is playing well. You got all the momentum, and you can't make a chip shot field goal. That is just inexcusable, man. I, I was so mad. I just, I'm still mad about it. It's just, you, you got, you got to be able to trust the guy to make that kick. With no rush. No, I mean, nothing. I mean, I, I just, that's just terrible, man. Terrible. But at least yeah, it, I was exactly. worried it was going to come back to haunt him. I kept waiting for the Raiders to make a run. I mean, almost every game the other team makes a little bit of a run. They didn't, they never made a run. They just did nothing. Nope. They just got crushed the whole game. It's unbelievable. They at least, they at least could have pinched us on uh, foot. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But, you yeah. know, we needed it. We needed that for sure after what we've been through. I hope I hope that's the wake up for the turnaround. I think Kamara uh little pep talk woke up the team. Something DA should have did. Well, I don't know why they didn't get a pep talk after week one when they look horrible or week two when they didn't do good. I mean, you know, I don't know why it took so long, but hopefully it works. Yeah, I hope so too, Foot. Th- yep, thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you, Foot. Thank you. No, it's um you know, again, it's football. You know, we use the word 
perfect. When you say perfect, that doesn't mean you make zero mistakes. You just, you che- it's like you're checking every box that is reasonable. You're like, well, did you do this well? Yes. Did you do this well? Yes. Did you do this well? Yes. It's not that you, you're ne- I mean, if if you played quote unquote perfect, if you interpret that as zero mistakes and and you dominate your opponent every single play, well then you'd win a hundred to none. That's not even within close to the you know realistic. But um, if they had won twenty seven to nothing and Will Lutz was capable of making a cheap uh, a, a a little cheesy field goal with no pressure up seventeen points, then it'd have been pretty close. Been pretty close, pretty close to a perfect performance. Um, they would have checked every box, ran the ball well, threw the ball effectively. I mean, uh, Dalton did throw one interception in the red zone, but I count again. I, I know officially he didn't, but he threw a pick in the red zone. I mean, that's just what he did. But um, but other than that. You know, the passing game was good. The pass rush was good. And they might have blitzed more, but they still got pressure from their front four, which we haven't seen that all season. So it was that, that, that was worth celebrating as well. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back again. Open phone lines. The game hotline is 706-0111. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Z28. Z28. Now, a running back with great speed and start and go ability, like a Chevy Camaro that plays for the New Orleans Saints, also known as Alvin Camara. Now, back to the man with his very own language, Kevin Foot and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. The game hotline, 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in, want to remind you, Astros, Phillies, game three of the World Series in Philadelphia. Astro launch begins at 630 First pitch, 703, and you can hear all the action live right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Um, there's so many interesting aspects of this of this matchup. We talked about the pitching in the last segment. Uh, the defense has been a little spotty. You know, Yuli made an error. Yuli doesn't normally make a lot of errors. He's normally a plus defensive player. Tried to keep the game alive on Saturday night. Not good. Uh, Altuve, I don't know what he was doing. Um, he didn't cover second base, thinking that the play was going to be the first when the much easier play on a when he's having to go up the middle and totally turn his body around is to just go to second base. Um, you know, not good. And, you know, we'll see the... the, the um, the umpire is going to play a big role tonight. You know, Lance is a guy that can walk batters, and he throws a lot of 
sliders and curveballs, and, and, and you don't throw that many fastballs. And so it's harder to call those pitches. And how the home plate umpire calls the strike zone is going to play a huge role in that game tonight and, and what kind of pitching performance Lance McCullers can give the Astros. A huge role. Uh, it's great seeing Bregman be Bregman again. You know, it's two years of nothing, and he's really, in the second half of the season and in the playoffs, he's been very consistent. I still hate that he rolls over on so many ground balls. He's a double play a lot of the times waiting to happen. But other than the double plays, he's been really good. Hopefully Altuve's coming out of it. We'll see. They got to get something out of the DH. Like, whether they put in Diaz or whether they put Mancini in, they can't get a hit. They're going to need something out of that position. And I'm, I'm just waiting for one of those two guys to come up with a big hit. Uh, Wren has been pretty consistent in center field. <clears throat> Again, uh, they're going to have to score a lot of runs to win a game or two in Philly. A lot. And I, you know, I don't know if this out this team still can't hit in my mind. It's not a good hitting team. And so they're going to have to figure out a way to score runs without hitting a bunch of home runs. And look, if they want to go out and hit five home runs tonight, I'm all for it. But I just I, I don't think that's sustainable. You know, they got to be able to get hits with runners in scoring position. They've got to. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Spud. Good morning, sir. Glorious day, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, you need to stop complaining about one kick, but Oh, no. That, that, win, that's okay? a, that's inexcusable. Win, that's inexcusable. Now, Foot, I hit you up. I hit you up. Uh, I don't know if you heard the report. I was listening to it this morning about 7-something. The Browns are getting rid of Greedy Williams. But my main thing is they want to trade Kareem Hunt. All but why? Why do they want to trade him? Well, I, I think they're going after a quarterback. This is a quarterback draft. I think that's why. But, you know, Kareem Hunt had asked before the season started for trade. They said no. Now they changed their mind because you got Hud is out there. Jeff Wilson is out there. So, I mean, you you know, we always talked about we need a running back. Oh, we need a Kareem running back. Oh, I would love to have Kareem Hunt. but For fourth-round pick? I mean, I'd love to have him. I mean, again, the whole running back thing came up. I told y'all Superman was going to get hurt. He's always hurt. And, and so they, they, they didn't have a running back. I mean, they had Dwayne Washington. I don't want to play Dwayne Washington at running back. Meanwhile, I'm watching Latavius Murray score touchdowns for the Broncos. Man. Foot, he stopped being Superman a long time ago. He's he, he Clark Kent. We got to take that name from him. Now, Foot, but just think about it. We was trying to get Kareem Hunt. We was one of the six teams that were trying to get him. Kansas City was one, the Rams, and Atlanta, and us, right? That's the ones I remember. So they said no to everybody. Now they drop to a fourth-round pick for Kareem Hunt. You put him with our team. You look how our team played yesterday, that defense, because you say, hey, you're right, we don't need no elite quarterback. With those two monsters at that running back game, with the elite weapons we have in every position, a guy like Andy Dalton not turning over the ball, managing the clock, managing the game, you, you, you notice we ran that ball a lot yesterday. It opens up the pass, you know. With them two monsters at that running back, Kareem Hunt and Camaro, hey, we we have, we have something right there now. 
I'm just gotta, saying. Gotta, I, but again, if we had one more win, I'd feel better. But we got to figure out a way to stop mobile quarterbacks. And, and, I, and get, I, I get that, but foot, we need to speak something existing. Got to speak it in existence, but we, we still, hey, like CVP said, we right there, man. We, we still in the race in our division. Come on now, foot. Let's be positive about that at least. Speak it in existence. Oh, foot. Let's I, not again. worry about that missing kick. Well, no, that, 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 that's got to stop. I mean that oh, that's ridiculous. They go. they would have if, if they don't fumble, they'd have won the stupid game go. against the stupid Arnolds. If, it could, if that idiot could make a kick, we, we're not worrying about that. Oh, worry no, about you got to worry going, about it because that's ridiculous. It's inexcusable. That, that's the pass foot. We just no no no. It's not the pass. He's on my team right now. Oh, there you go. There you go. Foot. I'm let you go. Let's think positive. Foot. The past is like um, Gerald Yaprimian and um, and that idiot Martin Anderson. That's the past. Right now is Will Lutz oh, with one L, foot. and he can't make oh, a kick. Lord, Lord. The man wanted Joy with. Enjoy the Unbelievable. Win, enjoy the win. Have All a right. good day, Foot. All right. Take care, Paul. The man is negative, man. No, negative. it ain't negative. I'm, it's ridiculous. I'm analyzing the situation. You got to better make a kick. That's inexcusable. And then this cat, Eddie Panero. I mean, the, the Saints would be tied for first right now if Eddie Panero could make an extra point. Everybody's talking about the wide receiver and what he did was stupid. Although it's a stupid rule. Like, who comes up with these rules? Can you imagine deciding a Super Bowl because some guy took off his helmet because he was too excited and acted like an idiot? I mean, uh, they got it. It's a stupid rule. But anyway, it's a rule. You got to be smarter than that. But, but but I mean, this idiot Eddie Panero showed he can't. You don't even know if he can make a field goal. I mean, how ironic that the kick that he missed in overtime is the exact distance of an extra point, and he missed it. Saints should be tied for first right now. But it never fails. When I pull for a team that I hate to win, they almost never win. They just, that that does not work for me. When I pull, when I sit here and actually are hoping and pulling for a team that I hate to win because it helps me theoretically, at least in my little mind, it helps me. Um, they, almost never does that happen, work out well. It, it just, it turns out awful almost every time. Um, but I, I'm, I was upset about it, but not right now, again, I'm still in, Saints have to get their act together, you know. A month from now, if 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 they're in a similar type situation, I'll be a lot more upset about it. But right now, they they've just got to they got to at least get to five hundred. Like you got, give me the five hundred, then I'll start worried about what other teams are doing. Again, the game hotline is seven zero six zero one 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 seven zero six zero one one one. If you would like to get in, comment on the World Series, Saints, or whatever else you would like. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kev. Howdy. All right. I want to first of my congratulations on the Astros making the World Series. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm glad. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I got but, you. And uh, another thing, I know you don't like to talk about Casper, but I think it's starting. To, it's time to start talking about Casper the quitter. Okay. Help me I out. What you mean? Well, I, I said a long time ago that he was he was because that coach in uh, San Diego, uh, they he's gone, and I guarantee you, Peyton's gone where there's there's a quarterback. 
and I've heard some rumors this weekend on on some of the uh, NFL channels that that's where he looks like he's leaning to. Because that guy over there, he can't coach. He can't coach a bunch of donkeys. Got all kind of. Well, you know, he he's he's too far on the analytics side. I mean, you know, again, I think analytics are great, but he goes a little too far in the other direction. So I don't know. Um, you know, it would not surprise me if the quitter goes to the Broncos. That you know, a lot, everybody thinks they're going to fire that coach. Although they had a big win yesterday, and um, right. I, I, you know, I still I don't know. The Chargers have certainly underachieved so far, so maybe that's possible. Well, my deal with with Casper. Uh, is, is draft picks. Now, yes. if he if he does go, they what do we get for him, Kevin? We'd get a number one. Well, I think they get. I'm hoping they get. I think I've heard people say a one and a two, something like that, or yeah, somewhere in that category. I've heard. I mean, again, it's speculation. We don't know, but it's possible. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we you know getting long in the tooth at linebacker. We getting long in the tooth at cornerback. That hadn't made the field in three weeks. You know what? We could use them extra picks. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, so, we could. They could. I, yes. I want, it's, time, it's time for him to join a team so we can get a couple of picks. Well, you know, I don't think that'll happen until after the season, but I think it'll happen before the draft. So I think it's very possible. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say, Kev. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, I think some of us forget that, but I think it's in the back of the minds of all of us that that's possible. Um. Supposedly, Casper the Quitter, according to reports, was in New Orleans this weekend. I don't, man, I don't know what any of that means. Anything? I mean, that's not even on my radar. But, um, I don't know. Did he give some big speech or something? I mean, I don't know. I'd say, um, Quitter, um, leave the premises, Quitter. But anyway, um, it was. It was we needed obviously the Saint the, the Saints needed to win, okay. When 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 you're two and six, and I know they're two and five, but in my mind they're two and six. When you're two and six, you gotta just win. And so you just need a win. And they got one. But in addition to the win, they played at the level that those of us who were high on this team thought they would be at. And, and and just haven't seen it. Like, they just, they got pass rush. They did so many good things, except for the idiot kicker. Um, But now they got to be able to duplicate it. They've got to. I mean, I don't, I think it's going to be a brutal game against the Ravens in terms of just every play. It's going to be close and tight and difficult. They just got to find a way to win some kind of way. And if they do, then you'll have a shot. If not, more of an uphill climb, so we'll see. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back, finish out the first hour on this glorious Monday morning on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, 
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. It is game three of the World Series. So, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about the Astros and the World Series today. We're going to talk a lot about of the Saints. We've done that, both of those, so far in the first hour. And we'll be doing more in the second hour. You know, Jeremy Pena just continues to impress. He's still, you know, he's kind of going back to a little bit of that swinging at the ball away. I, you know, obviously, I've never been a hitter at any level. So, I, I don't – I would think you'd watch film and, and you could – you can know that or feel pretty good that that pitch is coming and therefore lay off of it. Um, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen, but he's still hitting the ball pretty well on the pitches that he's making contact on. And so I feel good about him. Um, he obviously has done very well defensively. And we they've just got to figure out a way to – you know, score some runs, and, and I don't know. I haven't seen the lineup yet today. It'll probably come out in a few hours. But El Pedro history historically has done better when he plays left field. I don't know if they're going to put him in left field, and hopefully, it won't matter a great deal whether he puts in left field. But again, he continues to be a better baseball player than a lot of people give him credit for. That was a routine fly ball to center field in the first inning Saturday night. And he tagged up and made it to third. <clears throat> when a lot of time, a lot of players in Major League Baseball would not have done that. He tagged up and made it to third, and that resulted in a run when the Phillies made an error with two outs on a ground ball to short. And... It is, uh, you got a better scoop. There are people that don't believe scooping is important, but scooping is very important, and uh, especially in a situation like that. But again, it wouldn't have happened if El Pedro didn't tag up and go from second to third, and he made it. Now, is it possible they'd have thrown him out? Maybe so, but he made it. Great base running. That's it for the first hour, another hour to follow. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111-706. 0111 on this glorious Monday morning. Glorious because at least the Astros, after Friday night's very upsetting loss in game one of the World Series, didn't at least go 0 2. They won 5 2 on Saturday. Uh, and so now it's 1 1. Um, basically, that gives the Phillies home field advantage as a six seed. Going into the last five games is what a split does. And so now the Astros have to win a game in Philly to theoretically get that home field advantage back. And I, I don't I don't know exactly what they're gonna do, but it seems like 
They're going to pitch McCullers tonight. That's the the plan. And then tomorrow, they're going to pitch Javier. What that means for Wednesday, I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to pitch Verlander, and that is scary. I you know I don't I didn't really. I, was, I didn't know that he could get him. I don't think he can get him out in Houston. I certainly don't think he can get him out in Philly. So I don't know what's going to happen. Again, they're going to have to hit. I think Framber's capable of shutting him down. I think McCullers has a chance of at least holding his own against this lineup. You know, Javier has been fabulous. But Javier's a high pitcher, high fastball pitcher. So how is that going to match up with, you know, in Philly with all these hitters? You know, he, he Javier's amazing in a lot of ways. Sometimes you'll watch him pitch and you're like, how is he so effective? But he just, because he doesn't throw like in the upper 90s, but he's a high fastball pitcher. He just, he just has a knack. And again, with... The thing about him that's so incredible is he's done at every level. He's been successful at every level. A lot of guys come into the major leagues and, you know, you go back and look, and when they were in Class A or in Double A, they didn't really have that many good years. They just found it. But this guy's been successful at every level, so he's obviously doing something right. Uh, and he's had his ups and downs since he's been in the, in the, in the major leagues. But I think a lot of that had to do with they keep, Pushing him back. Sometimes he was a starter, and then he put him in the bullpen, and then put him back, and then put him back, and that that can be a tough gig, you know, being constantly where your role changes constantly, and it's kind of been that way since he's been in the big leagues. But he's pitched so well down the stretch that I think he's earned that fourth starting spot. I don't know how he's going to match up with the ballpark, but again, they're going to have to hit. And I've been complaining about this all year. They're just not hitting, and, and, I, and I hope they can hit with, when, the, when the ultimate, it's all on the line. Here we are. I mean, it's baseball. I guess anything can happen. You know, I mean, you'd have to say it's baseball. Theoretically, anything can happen. But I just, I don't see a 3-2 to two game in Philly. I, I, I don't even see a 4-3 to three game in Philly. They might do it and surprise me. They might. Um, I'm wondering if it would have been wiser, and I know why he did what he did. I'm wondering if it had been wiser to pitch Framber in game one. I mean, it's you know, it's a spilled milk situation now, just because he's more of a ground ball pitcher, and and I'd feel more. I'd feel better about having a ground ball pitcher pitching in Philly in game five than, than a fly ball pitcher because that's what Verlander is. He's a fly ball pitcher. And um, I, I, don't, I just don't see how that's going to work out. Just don't see how that's going to work out. Castellanos. Now, his overall batting average is not as good as some of the other guys. I get that. Um, but... And look, I'm down on Verlander like a lot of people are the way he pitched the other night and in, in his his history in the World Series. 
I'm not down on him overall. If they resign him over 162, he's fine. I mean, you're not going to find a lot of guys. I, I just, I just against a really good hitting team. I just don't think he's got the stuff to get him out. But um, the thing about they, they just they they have to figure out a way to score enough runs. They just. I don't I don't know how they're going to do it um but they're going to need to and they're going to need some production they're going to have to outscore them. I mean again, is it possible they could win a game that Verlander pitches in game 5? Of course. You know, he goes about 4 innings and say he gives up 3 runs or 4 runs in 4 innings or 5 innings. You can still win that game. I mean, you're not winning because he went out and dominated but you can still win that game if you hit. <clears throat> but they can't have these five and six and seven inning lulls where they score a few runs and then, then they never score again. So any thoughts you have on the World Series? Again, it's just pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure on every pitch, and it's going to be that way. Look, the atmosphere in Philly is going to be over the top, they're going to be all fired up. They are flying high right now. The Eagles are undefeated, and the Phillies are in the World Series. So it, it's um, <clears throat> it's going to be it's going to be tough. Now the Astros tend to relish, you know, people screaming at them, and they've been a better road team than a home team for a long time now. And this is, you know, if you ever need to be a great road team, it's right now. <laughs> I mean. It would be tremendous to win tonight. It would take so much pressure off. It doesn't mean you're going to win the World Series if you win tonight. But you just would feel, I mean, I, I anyway would feel so much better if they could win tonight. And you just, then you just kind of, you just hope, at least you know it's getting back to Houston. Not that they're a great home team because they're not. But you, but you, you want to at least feel like, you know, we've been doing a lot of comparing to this season of 2017. In 2017, they won the first two and then lost three straight and then went back and won the two home games. That's not how it went, obviously, in 19, and they can't go that way. But, at, you know, may, maybe it'll be at least the, the back part of that could happen where you go be, get back to Houston and you need to win two games to, to win the World Series. And you'll have Framber going game six. I'm guessing that will be the case. So any thoughts you have on that, or obviously the Saints, certainly feel free to call the game hotline at 706-0111, Around the NFL, it, it, you know, some teams just own other teams. And, you know, the cheaters just own the Rams. They just, you know, it was kind of fluky. They, you know, you got to give the Rams credit. They did enough to win. I, you know, I, I think the – Cheater should have beat them in the playoffs last year, but they didn't. And, and the Rams took advantage, and they won the they won the Super Bowl. So I mean, it is what it is. Now you know, I said all along the Rams are going to have a medicine season, and and they are having a medicine season, and uh, they just don't match up with them. You know, the team that really amazes me is the Titans. I picked the Titans to go to the Super Bowl last year. They were the number one seed going into the playoffs last year. 
if they would have converted a third and one and then a fourth and one, I think they are in the AFC championship game and who knows what would have happened. They didn't. And the and the you know the Bengals just kept kicking field goals and field goals and they won the game. Uh, and then you know the offseason didn't seem to treat him kindly. Uh, the quarterback has not played well and now he's hurt. And they got off to a rough start. And I was like, well, I didn't pick him to go to the playoffs this year. And I'm like, I just, I just don't think they're going to get it done. And here they are. They won again. Now they didn't beat a good team, but they, it's on their schedule. And it's in their division, and they won the game, and now they're sitting here at five and two, and it's like no one is talking about the Tennessee Titans. No one outside of Tennessee. Cause, you know, we're in an era where if you don't have an elite quarterback, you can't win. Like you can't win. Well, they have a below average quarterback. I mean, there was a time a couple years ago where he started to kind of do some stuff, and you say, Yeah, he might be pretty good. Right now, he is playing at a below-average level, and now he's injured. And they played a backup Willis yesterday, and they 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 they, they, they their their star running back ran forward two hundred yards, and they won the game. wasn't impressive. You know, there, there's no style and grace here, but they won the game, and they're five and two. Like they're the ultimate example of. That, that QW stuff's garbage. It's garbage. I, I don't know how to do I, I didn't think they'd do it. I picked the coach just because I, I thought Matt Ryan was better. Turns out he's not. I thought Matt Ryan had just enough of veteran, just enough leadership in him that, that he would play at a higher level than Phillip Rivers did and that Carson Wentz did. Turns out not true. And how ironic that Carson Wentz's backup for the Commanders yesterday beats him at the wire, and the Colts lose again. So it's, um, you know, obviously on Monday we don't often talk about other games, but the, the, that's what stuck out to me yesterday in, in the NFL. Uh, it was, and then obviously you had that, I alluded to it earlier, that, that in, really, it was an exciting finish between the Ornals and the Falcons, but it was like, what? What just happened here? Um, I don't know. I th- This little backup quarterback for the Arnolds, he seems to make plays. Got a little mobility. Uh, he, just, he just seems to make plays. So, you know, we are about at midseason now. Teams are pretty close to kind of being what they are. And, you know, obviously injuries are still part of the game and officiating and all of that. But uh, we'll start seeing if the Saints can get some stability. They need some. I just – matchups play a big role in this. But you've got to be able to not turn over the football – and you've got to be able to take advantage of other teams' weaknesses. Uh, and if you can do that and not turn over the football and not give up big play after big play, you can win a lot of games. And, you know, they they, they seem like 
they were able to do it. When we interviewed Luke on Thursday, he said he thought Kyle Turley, which most of you know is Trevor Penning, first-round draft pick, uh, would be back soon. We'll see. You know, it seemed like it's about that time for him to be back. I don't know how much he would play, but he might could, you know, play a little bit. I don't know what the prognosis is moving forward on on that's day one. Lattimore, yesterday. And again, it's the kind of depth that I was talking about and so excited about that just hasn't been realized. That It just hasn't played out that way. The Saints play without their number one and without their number three cornerback yesterday against an offense that was number three in the NFL. And they shut them out with their second, fourth, and fifth cornerbacks. And that shows you the kind of depth they have at that position. But why haven't they taken advantage of it? It's just, it's just, it's just so frustrating that this team, because they've turned over the ball, they got cheated one game. And you know, They cheated the Seahawks. But if they didn't get cheated in the Viking game and they still would have cheated the Seahawks, the the Saints would have a wins over some teams that have winning records. Pretty good records in the NFC on the plus side. And, uh, you know, who knows? I don't know that the Saints are going to be winning any tiebreakers. They just have to win their division. But... um, it's um it it was it, it it was good to see that some of what we've been talking about those of us who were high on this team you know you say well what cuz after a while even though you know what you what you thought you knew when it doesn't happen you're like what is the problem why is it not happening at all and yesterday you saw it and um you know, there were some people who were and look that that were really down on the Saints for drafting Alante Taylor instead of a running back. And look, they still need a running back. They need a running back. I've been saying that since last March. They need a running back. Um, but man, Alante Taylor looks good. Ooh, like I said at the top of the hour, I mean the first hour, he is a football player. He looks really good. Very, very, very excited about him moving forward. But they got to get healthier. They got to keep not turning over the football, and hopefully they can string some wins together. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back with more. Open phone lines on a Monday, a World Series Monday, a Saints victory Monday, a glorious Monday morning. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Which NFL MVP annoys Kevin Foote the most? Who is Aaron Rodgers? He's the most arrogant athlete I've ever seen. I think he's really, to his core, that arrogant. He really believes, why in the world are you even speaking to me? You are a lower form of human being. That kind of arrogance is what I'm talking about, and I think that's who Aaron Rodgers is. That is correct. Now, back to more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back 
footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home. For the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros, again, the game hotline is 706-0111. You have any thoughts on the Saints? What excited you the most of yesterday's victory? Or the matchup, Game 3 of the World Series, which you can hear right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Before that, I want to remind you about Bikes, Brews, and Omelets 2 returns this weekend. You can enjoy some of the best cycling in South Louisiana and finish the day with food and live music. Register now at latrail.org. There's a variety of routes ranging from 10 to 100 miles. I don't know if I could do either, but uh, I'm sure many of you who would be interested in this could do that real easy. Saturday's path explores St. Martin Parish and ends up at Tante Marie with hot gumbo. Saturday, Sunday starts and finishes in Abbeville just in time for the giant omelet celebration. Sign up at latrail.org. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111. You know, when you watched the game yesterday, obviously Josh Jacobs was a concern going in because he was about the hottest back in, in the NFL in the last month or so. Um, Saints did a much better job of stuffing the run. He had a couple. He had like that one 16-yard run where they didn't quite contain him good. But for the most part, they did a pretty good job of not getting gashed in the run yesterday. Now, that it helped that they fell behind early, and that made them have to throw or feel like they had to throw more. And because the because they weren't just gashing the Saints in the run, once you fall behind double digits, you feel like, you know, you got to throw it a little bit. And they weren't able to do so, which was tremendous. But as far as the running part of it, um, when, this, when the Saints traded Chauncey Garner-Johnson in the preseason, my number one concern was – how that would affect the rushing defense. Well, I guess it's hard. I'm not going to say I was wrong about that concern because the rushing defense hasn't been good, but neither is the passing. Um, so the Saints have been so putrid on defense this year until yesterday. It's hard to know how much he affected because it's all been bad. And, um, you know, I can't believe he's affected Gus as much as he did and Davenport and all these guys who have done nothing, nothing all season. So it's hard to know, but what Alante Taylor showed again yesterday, and, and if you watch real closely, he showed a little bit of that in the debacle in the desert. It's just there was so much bad stuff going on, around, on all around him, it was hard to notice him. But he showed yesterday the ability to be that to be with, you know, kind of what C.D. Deuce can bring him in that he could stop the run and be physical and still cover people. I, I think his cover skills long-term are going to be better than Chauncey Garner-Johnson. They probably already are. Now, uh, and so, but again, he's having to play total cornerback right now. But I think long-term, you can see what the Saints saw in him in terms of why they drafted him. He's a football player. And he plays with great emotion. Now, he's not the psycho that 
Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And I don't know that you want a cycle in your team, although, you know, it certainly helped in, in, in cases here. And, but, I mean, you, when, you, when, when things don't go his way, then it becomes a problem. You know, we've seen that. But I think Alante Taylor is, is going to really work out. But, one, he's got to stay healthy. He, too, was hurt. Of course, you play on the Saints, everybody's hurt. I mean, I just, I just don't get it. How, how can that many players always be hurt? But, but, but certainly that's the case. But, no, it was, he was very, you know, his performance, even again in, in, in when they played the Cardinals in that nightmare game, he, his performance was pretty good, very encouraging. That was good. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Nick Vanette even caught a pass yesterday. Nick Vanette. You know, Troutman was listed as questionable, which means he's probably fairly close to returning. Is it even – by the way, the Saints play Monday. Uh, the Brown, the Ravens got a break. They played on Thursday, which is brutal. But then not only did they get a week and a half, but they get an extra day before they play. So they're going to go from Thursday to Monday. And uh, the Saints play Monday. And then go on the road. I mean, why does the – there's got to be a way to, fix, to not do that stuff. There's got to be. Got to be a way to do that stuff. To, to avoid that junk from happening, got to be a way. Uh, you just cannot convince me there's not a way to where if you play on the road on Monday night, then the next week you're at home. It's got to be a way to do that. But anyway, the NFL doesn't care about fairness. But um, they need to find a way to beat the Ravens. I don't know if they can do it. It would be, it's going to be tremendous. And if they can continue to play good defense, they give themselves a chance. You just got to not, it's it's really not that difficult. You don't turn over the ball. Don't turn over the ball, which I know is sometimes easier said than done. You don't turn over the ball and you play defense. At least compete defensively. But let's say, is it even possible that they could get Troutman back, get that's day one back. I mean, I don't know if Michael Thomas is ever going to play for him again. Like, is Jarvis ever going to play for him again? Like, even if they just get not all of those guys back, get that's day one back. That's the big one to me. And then one of those two other receivers can come back. Just one of them even then you have a chance to kind of have somewhat close to a football team and you can go out and maybe play well. Now, Peyton Turner, Manny brought him up in the first hour. Peyton Turner. What did he have, two sacks yesterday? Showed some signs. Where has he been? I have no idea. There's so much that just doesn't make sense about this team this year. But hopefully they got some answers. You know, I don't use the word swag very often, but if whatever they call it, get some confidence back. But it's about not turning over the football and competing on defense. They haven't been competing on defense most of the season. They actually 
competed on defense yesterday, and they didn't turn over the ball. And it should have been a 27 nothing win, but you got a kicker that can't make chip shot field goals indoors with no pressure on him. I mean, how hard can that be, really? That's all you do all the time. How hard can that be? I just don't get it. Just doesn't make any sense. It's pitiful. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Again, more open phone lines. If you would like to get in on any of these subjects on the other side on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Want to remind you if you have not joined the game clubhouse, you need to do so today. It's simple, it's free. So sign up today by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Put yourself in a position to be all kind of prizes that come up and contests that come up along the way. But also there's the um, regular prize opportunities like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen there or maybe a $50 gift certificate to have Shell Oyster House. Can't win any of those regular or here and there prizes that come up depending on the holiday or whatever occasion's going on unless you join the game clubhouse. So sign up today. All right. I don't know what's going on. And if anybody has heard an opinion or you know, somewhere in the media or on social media somewhere, I would love to hear it, uh, exactly why the Astros are not using Ryan Stanek. Under, understand that Ryan Stanek set the all-time franchise record this season for lowest ERA by a relief pitcher. So far in the postseason, Ryan Stanek's appeared – In three games, same amount as Hunter Brown, who's a rookie. Ryan Stanek's pitched two and a third innings in three outings. Now, again, the bullpen has been fine, but the Astros did lose a game Friday because they had a starting pitcher pitching in the 10th inning Instead of Stanek. Now, look, Luis Garcia in that 18-inning game was fabulous. I'm not saying Luis Garcia is some donkey, but he's not a relief pitcher by trade. He's a starter. And I just I don't get the lack of usage of Ryan Stanek. Now, he did have a paternity leave in the postseason. Were they angry with him about that? Did they feel like that got him off 
his momentum? Did they lose confidence and feel like maybe he wasn't totally full? I have no idea. Again, I'm, I don't know any of that. I'm just throwing out, like, why? Why is he only ha- why is he only pitched 2.1 innings and had three outings in postseason play when he set the franchise record for lowest ERA of a relief pitcher in the history of the franchise? And again, that doesn't mean that doesn't guarantee anything. You know how I think about that stuff. There's no guarantees because of that, but it's just something that just doesn't seem right. There's several Games, I'm like, well, Stanek's probably going to come in here. Well, normally he would come in, and yet he's not. I mean, Montero's had eight game played in eight games in the postseason. Um, Abreu seven games, Presley seven games, Neris six games, Stanek who has been right in the middle of that rotation all along, three games. The other ones are doing more than half, more than double the appearances. And again, most of the year, he's been right in there with Neris, Stanek, Montero. They just kind of shuffled those guys. And then later in the year, once they got even more confidence with Abreu, it's like you had all four of them. It's almost like they've replaced Stanek with Abreu and Abreu's pitch fabulous, so I get the confidence. But I would have started Stanek over Garcia on Friday night in the 10th inning. I mean, why put a starter pitching doing a reliever's job when you've got a relief pitcher who's done fabulous all season? And you know me, I'm thinking, well, he's going to, that means he's due to get hit, but you know they don't think that way. I, I just, I don't know. I can't figure it out. Can't figure out why he's down to, he's got less than, he's got half the appearances as Neris, and he's got less than half. I'm not saying he should be pitching more than Montero and a, even Abreu or Neris or Presley, but he should be close. I, I would have guessed he would be in the middle of that rotation and not just three outings out of nine postseason games. He's pitched in three of them, and he's only thrown two and a third. So you got to feel like he'll pitch at some point tonight. I don't know. And you know what? If he gets lit, um, maybe we'll say, well, maybe Dusty knew something. But, again, it took a while for me to totally trust him, but it's hard to argue what the guy did this year. He had a fabulous season. It's just not adding up. Just not adding up. The game hotline is 706-0111. You just, again, we talked about it last week that that there was a lot of comments about how the World Series matchup between the Astros and the Phillies was a mismatch. And Luke did a good job on Thursday of um, kind of pointing out that that's not a baseball. I mean, they're, they're mismatches. I mean, that doesn't even that doesn't even apply to baseball. And you've seen, look, 
the the Astros have been up five nothing twice, and they blew one of them, and they won the other one. But but to think that this is a mismatch, I mean, how many of these at bats have been so competitive, and how many of these innings, and and it's just been crazy. It's been crazy. Um. And so. There's nothing mismatch about this. And now you're going to Philly where it's going to just, the atmosphere is going to be over the top. Hopefully they the Astros can respond to that. And normally they do. But again, they're, they're going to have to hit. All, all of this talk about how good their pitching is. You you got to pitch as good as you can pitch. You just have to. But, but that doesn't mean that you're going to, to think that they're going to hold this team Tonight to two runs. I mean, it's baseball. Anything can happen, but but I think that's unrealistic. I, I don't I don't I don't have any expectations they're gonna hold them to two runs. I don't think five runs is gonna win that game tonight. They've they've scored five runs in both games. If they average five runs in these next two games, I think. They're going to be at best one and two. Now, other people might agree, might disagree, but I think they're going to have to average more than five runs to win two of these three games, which is what you really want. I mean, obviously you want to win every game, but realistically you go into, you got three games in Philly. You really want to win two of the three, so you only have to win one when you come back to Houston to win the World Series. But – I don't think five runs is going to cut it because they're not going to be able to hold this team down. I just don't think so. Now, you could argue, other than Verlander, they've held them down fine. He's the only guy that got lit. And that's a legitimate argument. That's that's what happened. But you're not pitching. You know, um, I just don't know how Javier is going to match up with him. I just don't. And the problem with Lance, and you, I mean, again, if you're an Astro fan, you don't love Lance. I, I, I don't know how you don't love him because he's, he's just, he lives and breathes Astros and he, you know, he, he just loves the organization and he's committed to it totally and all of that. I mean, it's hard to dislike Lance, but, and he has so much passion. But the problem with Lance is that he has, um, Pitch problems. Like, almost always he's like 60 pitches and he might have three or four innings in. Like, he, he you know, the most you could pr- possibly expect out of him, judging by what he's done when he's pitched this year, is six innings. I mean, and and today that's a lot. I get that by a lot of people's standards, but... But, I mean, chances are he's only going to go five innings because he throws so many pitches. Now, he doesn't always give up a lot of runs when he throws all those pitches because he goes full a lot. He kind of nibbles a lot. He throws balls a lot. And so, you know, it's going to be, if he's going to really have a spectacular game, he's going to have to find a way to have a one or two, like, six or seven or eight pitch innings. You know, he, he's really not good at that. And he's going to need some of that where, 
you know, he gets a pop-up on the first pitch or, you know, somebody hits a line drive right at somebody. They see a pitch they like, they hit a line drive at somebody. I mean, you can you don't even have to pitch great sometime. Baseball can get the other team out. And you can have a quick inning. He's going to have to have a couple quick innings. He's going to have to. Now, they did have a day off yesterday, which I needed, thankfully. But, you know, the bullpen needed too. So I, I would think Naris would pitch even before Montero because what all the pitching Montero's been doing. But we'll see. And, again, I'm not angry about it. I'm not pointing a finger at Dusty, although a lot of people pointed the finger at Dusty because he stuck with Verlander too long. But, again, he, he's going to stick with his veterans. He stuck with Yuli, and it's paying off. And so he, he's not – that's not going to change. I mean, it's just not going to change. But and 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 some people were like, uh, "Dusty, if you'd have pulled Verlander earlier, you might have won the game." But I, I'm I can live with that. Him trusting a Cy Young Award winner, even though I don't trust him against this lineup. Um, but I can live with that. But I, I'm not again angry at Dusty or pointing a finger at Dusty. I just trying to understand what in the world's going on with Ryan Stanek. I don't get it. So I expect him to do more tonight. We will see. All right, let's do this. We'll take a timeout. Come back, finish out today's show on this glorious Monday morning next on The Game. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on The Game. All right, I'm going to read this tweet that just got sent to me. And, again, it just – it. On one hand, it's encouraging, and on the other hand, it just makes you angry. It's just, and it just illustrates the total frustration of this season for the Saints. Entering the Monday night football game tonight, where you have the Bengals and the Browns playing, this tweet says, the Saints rank fifth in the NFL in total offense, seventh in scoring offense, 10th in total defense at 320.8 yards a game and 27th in scoring defense. So they're just, it's not that they're giving up too many yards in most of these games. They're just giving up too many points, too many big plays, too many crazy, fluky, big plays. I mean, you got to do a better job than that. And I got to blame the safeties on that. That's about safety play. They're one of only three teams in the NFL right now that are in the top 10 in total defense and total offense. The other two are the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. And yet the Saints are three and five because they turn over the football and can't stop stupid big plays after stupid big plays after stupid big plays, which is preseason football out of whack and safety's not getting it done. And, of course, injuries and all that, too. And officials. All of that plays in some role into it. But um, it's just so frustrating. I mean, when you are one of only three teams, top ten defense and offense and defense, which, again, that doesn't mean everything. It's just statistics. But it just, sh- it just adds to the frustration. There's no way this team should be three and five and off. You just can't, you can't just have 16 turnovers. Like, how do you even turn it over that often? 
And of course, what have they've like the offense has given up what four touchdowns this year? I mean, it's not only that they're turning it over, it's like pick sixes, pick it up, running back for a touchdown. It's craziness. It's just been unbelievable. And, and again, on one hand, that should give you a little hope that maybe all of that the turnovers will come slow down to hardly none, and maybe the defense will like not stop giving up 70-yard scoring plays so often. And, you know, their down-for-down play will match up how many points they're giving up a little more. Maybe that will happen from here on out, and maybe it will. But, again, I get preseason mode. I get new and transition and all that. But you can't. I mean, how do you get so unfocused that you turn it over that much that a team that should be an elite defensive team is 27th in scoring defense and therefore – of course, again, I'm blaming the defense, but a lot of it has to do with the offense because they turn it over too much. It all started with Superman fumbling against Tampa. That's when it started. And then the next week, Z28 fumbled against the Arnolds and just gave them a touchdown. And then your bozo kicker misses two kicks. Just stuff that they sh- it, it shouldn't happen. Arguably, your best player should not fumble and give the touchdown to an awful offensive football team with an awful quarterback. That's not going to do anything. But you just give them seven points. Awful. So frustrating. Again, encouraging on one hand, completely and utterly frustrating on the other hand. It's a we are Marshall moment. That's what it was. It's like, I'm very, yes, that's what yesterday was. It's great that you did that, but why did you put me through this junk? Why are you in this situation? It's ridiculous. And, of course, again, there's a lot of reasons. Got cheated one game, maybe a second game. You 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 turn it over way too much. Your defense at times is just played deplorable. Like, what are you doing? You go, you, 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 you know, Batman does well and you don't see him forever. This guy, Shaheen, touches the ball like three times and you, that's it. He never touches the ball again. Like what? Why? This has just been total frustration. There's no way this team should be three and five right now. Now, look, they could still go to the Super Bowl if they get their act together because the NFC South turns out to be terrible. They can still do it. But you got it. You, you, all that, all the mistakes have got to stop. Like they, it's just got to stop. You got to stop missing easy field goals. You got to, got to stop. And the defense has got to stop giving up big plays. And they got to get more consistent pressure on the quarterback. And they've got to stop the run, which until yesterday they didn't really do a great job of doing in most of the game. And they've got to figure out a way to stop mobile quarterbacks. I mean, there's no way this team should be 3-5. and five. It's utterly ridiculous. 
And this better be the beginning of of the team that it was supposed to be. Ridiculous. We'll see. Next test, Monday night against the most mobile of all quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson. All right, we'll see what the Astros can do tonight. They better hit. Have a nice day.